Some high stakes elections are being conducted in the country under the looming presence of the pandemic. 94 seats in 17 districts have gone to polls in the second phase of Bihar elections as 10 other states are voting in the bi-polls of 54 seats. In Bihar there are as many as 1500 candidates contesting in the second phase including RJD's Tejashvi Yadav and Tej Pratap Yadav from Raghopur and Hasanpur constituencies along with several ministers of the state cabinet like road construction minister Nand Kumar Yadav who's seeking his seventh consecutive term from Patna Sahib. As Tejashvi seems to have gained more popularity in the past 6 weeks What will really be tested in this phase is the strength of the RJD led Mahagathbandhan in the face of Nitish Kumar's 15 year old anti incumbency. While the RJD squares off with the BJP and the JDU alliance in Bihar, elsewhere in Madhya Pradesh and Gujarat, the bipoles stand amount to a prestige battle between the Congress and the BJP. While the MP by elections will decide the fate of the 7 month old Shivraj Singh Chauhan government, In Gujarat the BJP is looking to strengthen its presence further as the Congress ended its campaign with a video clip allegedly showing an ex legislator from the party saying that he and a few other MLAs took rupees 10 crores from the BJP for resigning from their seats will Kamalnath be able to make a comeback or will the newly formed Shivraj Sindhya Alliance hold ground who has an advantage in Bihar's second phase and why is it likely to decide the electoral fate of the NDA and the Mahagathbandhan To analyze all this I'll be shortly joined by the Queen's political editor Aditya Menon in this podcast. You're tuned in to the Big Story, the podcast where we dissect the headline making news for you and I'm your host Shalpuri. In the first phase of Bihar election 71 seats had gone into polls and by the time the second phase is done the fate of 2/3 of the 243 member Bihar assembly will have been decided and whoever can maintain an edge stands at an advantage before the third phase is due on 7th November The districts which have gone to polls in this phase in Bihar include Gopalganj East Champaran Sivan Saran Muzaffarpur Shohar Vaishali Patna Samastipur Begusarai Khagaria and Bhagalpur West Champaran, Madhubani, Darbhanga and Nitish Kumar's home district Nalanda where all seven constituencies are in the fray. Unlike the last phase where there were more JDU versus RJD battles, this phase will see a higher number of RJD versus BJP contests. The BJP is contesting in 46 out of the 94 seats and in 27 of these seats the party will be locked in direct contests with the RJD. While this phase has a fair amount of urban and upper caste votes which might favor the BJP there's also a strong Yadav and Muslim presence that might help the RJD. What will also be a deciding factor is where the votes of the EBCs and Mahadalits go who in the past few elections have largely voted in favor of Nitish. What is also worth looking at are the results from 2015 elections in these seats when the JDU and RJD were in an alliance. The RJD had won 33 out of these seats then and 30 others had gone to the JDU while the BJP had backed 20 wins and the Congress 7 and the Lok Janshakti Party had won 2 but this election season all the equations are vastly different firstly the JDU is with the BJP in this one and secondly not only does Mr Kumar face a massive anti incumbency while PM Modi remains fairly popular but also unlike the last election where Nitish Kumar called the shots 
This year, it is the BJP which appears to be outsmarting the JDU. So, what is the fight looking like in this phase? Who stands at an advantage? Aditya dissects the second phase. So, in the second phase, the areas that voted in Bihar are uh, are mostly north of uh, the Ganga River and uh, south of the border with Nepal. So, roughly the central strip within Bihar is what voted on in the second phase. Uh, there's a higher concentration of urban centers. Patna, the ca- the state's capital, voted in the second phase. Uh, especially in the western part of the areas that voted today, the concentration of upper caste voters is higher. Uh, so this gave gives BJP more of an advantage. Uh, obviously, the second phase then would be slightly more advantageous to the NDA than to the Mahagat Bandhan. Uh, in the first phase, from whatever one heard, uh, that the Mahagat Bandhan did well. Uh, comparatively and uh, most of the RJD's battles were against the Jantadar United which is a relatively weaker among the two big parties in the NDA. Uh, in the second phase, larger number of battles were between the RJD and the BJP. Both of them are the uh, strongest entities in their respective alliances. Uh, so in that sense, this would probably be the deciding phase in this entire election. What is also curious is the fact that in the first phase alone, there has been a 56% voter turnout, which is a little higher than the last election. And this increase is despite the pandemic. Is there anything to read here? I wouldn't delve too much into the turnout unless there is a dramatic rise or a dramatic fall. Uh, The last time that there was a dramatic fall in turnout was in 2005, uh, when the turnout fell by... Um, over 10% uh, from the previous election uh, and in the 2005 election uh, the Rashtriya Janata Dal led by Lalu Prasad Yadav they lost uh, the elections and uh, maybe what uh, one could say in that election is that a large number of voters who had voted for RJD for all these years uh, they didn't turn up uh, the way they should have and there was a slight erosion of RJD's loyal vote base and which eventually uh, led to the defeat of the RJD and the victory of the uh, National Democratic Alliance led by Nitish Kumar. Uh, so unless there is a dramatic fall or a dramatic increase in turnout, one can probably uh, say that there wouldn't be much of an impact. Obviously, there are local differences. Uh, for instance, in the first phase, we saw a pretty significant fall in turnout in Munger. Uh, which is where the uh, police attack on a Durga Puja procession took place. Uh, apparently, uh, there was anger among BJP voters because the police SP was linked, uh, was the daughter of, is the daughter of a Janata Dal United leader. So a section of BJP voters didn't turn up in anger, and what was considered a safe BJP seat uh, became slightly dicey for it. Uh, so, I mean, unless there are local variances, constitu- uh, there are constituencies in which the turnout has fallen dramatically or risen dramatically, uh, probably we cannot make any big uh, macro level assumptions uh, about this election ba- just based on the turnout. But along with the Bihar elections, there are also some crucial bipoles happening on the site. Uttar Pradesh, Chhattisgarh, Haryana, Jharkhand, Karnataka, Nagaland, Odisha, Telangana and Gujarat are also holding by-elections, but the stakes are the highest in Madhya Pradesh. Out of the 54 seats that have gone to polls, 
28 are from Madhya Pradesh. Clearly, it's all or nothing for the Congress and the BJP in the state. But most importantly, it's also a prestige battle between former CM Kamal Nath and Jyoti Raditya Sindhya, whose defection along with other Congress members to the BJP necessitated for the bipoles. While the Congress would need all 28 of these seats to make a comeback for Kamal Nath, the BJP needs nine wins to cross the halfway mark in the 230-member assembly. But with the four independents, two BSP MLAs and one suspended SP MLA now siding with the BJP, does Kamal Nath stand much of a chance? So the numbers game is difficult for Kamal Nath uh, because uh, he would need to win all the 28 seats in order to uh, cross the halfway mark on his own. Uh, he would need 20, 21 seats uh, to get roughly equal to the BJP and then try and uh, uh, woo the independents and others to come to his side. So uh, the numbers game is not in his favour. The BJP, even if it wins half or slightly less than half the number of seats in the bipoles, it would still safely uh, be able to uh, retain its government in Madhya Pradesh. Uh, so yes, I mean it, it's um, a very difficult task for Kamal Nath. I think what probably uh, he would settle for is winning a majority of the seats and you know, that would uh, give him a sort of a moral victory over Jyotir Aditya Sindhya and also I mean a below power performance would uh, would uh, put sort, uh, would sort of uh, harm Sindhya's uh, uh, stake within the BJP, harm Sindhya's standing within the BJP. Uh, so, I think the most Congress can expect for is winning a, a majority of the seats. Uh, I think changing the uh, numbers drastically in Madhya Pradesh might be a bit different. Now, defections are the primary reasons for the by-elections in both MP and Gujarat. Although in the MP campaigns, the Congress's accusation against the BJP trying to destabilize a democratically elected government has taken a backseat. In Gujarat... Defection is the talking point for the opposition. In fact, ahead of the bipoles, the Congress not only released two clips purportedly showing former Congress MLAs accepting that they were paid off by the BJP to resign. In Gujarat, the BJP not only has a comfortable majority, but the Congress hasn't even been able to come to power for the last 25 years as we know. So unlike MP, the by-elections in Gujarat are not going to make or break a government. Rather, it will reveal the people's perception of the ruling party and whether or not they care about leaders switching sides. Yet, the BJP seems nervous. So in Gujarat, all the seats that voted in the bipoles uh, are held by the Congress. Uh, so in that sense, the BJP doesn't have much to lose. But uh, the BJP has historically done well in bipoles in Gujarat, irrespective of whether they held the seats in the first place or not. Uh, so winning anywhere less than half of the seats that uh, voted uh, would be an embarrassment for the BJP and it would indicate that uh, uh, that there that the rural anger against the BJP has only increased in the past few years uh, most of the seats that are voting are uh, rural seats um, uh, heavily farmer dominated and uh, two of them are tribal dominated seats uh, so the BJP if it gets reduced to less than half of the seats then it would be embarrassing for it and congress uh, it would i think it could uh, safely showcase this as proof of its resilience in gujarat and uh, that it is in position to take on the bjp when elections are held two years from now that's all for this episode but until the elections wrap up stay tuned to the quint for election updates and analysis stories 
If you like listening to this episode, please subscribe to the Big Story playlist for episodic updates. We'll have on Apple, Google Podcast, Spotify, Jio Seven, and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms. For other podcasts, please log on to the Quinn website and check out the podcast section. For any feedback, shoot an email to podcasts at thequinn.com. Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quinn's website and check out our other podcasts.